Hey, Verde Valley Christian Church, thank you so much for being a part of who we are here at VVCC. Whether you've been all in with us for 20 years or you're brand new and just taking steps with us for the first time, whether you attend services in the room with us or you're participating online, you being a part of Verde Valley Christian Church makes a big difference. More specifically, you choosing to allow Jesus Christ to impact your life and shape the way that you make decisions and to shape your actions impacts eternity in ways that are beyond anything we'll ever know. And I just wanna give you a quick but important update about our services that our leadership has been talking about for the past few weeks. Our board and our lead team have agreed that our next best move is to consolidate our current services to two new service times, 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., starting on August 15th. With these two new consolidated service times, we're gonna be able to interact and see more of each other during our services and also be encouraged by more of each other's presence and our voices as we worship together. So please make sure you mark your calendar for August 15th as we start our new service times, the first one at 9 a.m. and the second one at 10.30 a.m. Thanks again so much for being with us, and I'm looking forward to see what God is going to do in and through our church as we continue to take steps following after him. We continue in our series called Rhythm. We are in the conclusion of this series. It is part five, um, the last episode of Rhythm. We're looking at the topic reclaiming God's design for spiritual vitality. And we're looking specifically today at resting. We have covered breathing, we've covered thirsting, we've covered walking, we've covered working, and today we're looking at resting. And it's a very important topic, particularly for our time. Because we have, and all of you know this already, we have been designed for rest. If that's not obvious to you, you need to just be informed that you're going to spend a third of your entire life resting. <laughs> we have been designed to not be able to even function if we don't sleep. We literally lose our minds. We can't keep going without sleep. So we have been designed for rest. But... This is more than just simply a session about getting enough sleep. We're going to be top, talking about just a purposeful rest. And as all of the rhythms we've been looking at, learning what it has for us spiritually. Now, just in case you've ever heard this, say a wife says, I never see you anymore. All you do is work, 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 work. I just want to give you husbands a tip. Don't answer like this. Say, what do you mean? I mean, we've been together a third of the time. You just were asleep and don't remember, but we've been together a third of the time. Now, that's not an appropriate answer. The issue here is we can get so busy that the people we love the most are the people we see the least. And that is a horrible place to live. And we got to figure out how to create a rhythm of rest. And so today we're going to be talking about a problem. And we're going to talk about a solution. And your outline I thought was going to be a simple two-point outline. I have added a third point, which we'll get there. And I hope you have your pens and outlines and something ready to write down the all-important third point that's not on your outline. But we're going to begin with point number one. We have a problem. We have a problem. It's a 
rest rhythm problem. We're too busy for our own good. Um, You've heard the saying, uh, idleness is the devil's workshop, and that's true. But there's also another saying that when the pendulum swings all the way over, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll just make you busy. And if you are too busy swinging it all the way over, busyness is good, but if you're too busy and constantly busy, then we literally have trouble We break our connection with God. We break our connection with the people we love. We actually even experience a break in our connection with ourselves, our own soul, and we start to lose who we are in the schedules that are crammed full of constantly being busy and never stopping to be reflecting and restful and reconnecting. And so we need to talk about this and come up with what we need to do about that particular problem. I want to share with you simple objects, um, four inventions actually. Somebody looked at this, said, what is that, a Frisbee? Um, That's coming from a young person who obviously, that's, they no longer look at this thing. This is a clock. Clocks are great things, and all four of the inventions that I'm going to talk about are inventions that are great things that have unintended consequences. So the clock is a great thing, but before the clock was invented, did you know that the average person, oh, I won't get there yet, the clock, um, we still see God as ruling the sun, but we now come to believe that our employers rule a clock. And there's a trouble system there when we start seeing that God is the ruler of the sun and rhythms, but our employer totally has our clock. And that's a troublesome spot. We hit some of those issues last week a little bit. Uh, the next invention that I'd like to talk about is the light bulb that comes later in history. Now, the light bulb now makes it possible for us to burn the candle on both ends and not worry about not having a candle. Um, We literally, as a culture, we are all burning candles on both ends now, all the time. And before the clock and before the light bulb in history, did you know that the average number of hours people slept was Now, you need to hold on to this. It's hard to believe. The average number of hours people slept a night was 11 hours a night before the clock and the light bulb, okay? Now, just think about that. I'm not sure that I want to sleep 11 hours a night. Maybe that's because I've bought into our cultural busyness. I don't know. But uh, I wonder if this is part of what we've done to cope with it, the invention of coffee, right? And now we can literally keep functioning. Uh, The current average number of hours, you're going to guess it to be one thing, but it's dropped down to seven and a half hours a night average in the Western world. So that means a lot of people are getting way less than seven and a half because I know a lot of people that are getting way more than seven and a half. And there's a lot of people who are getting a lot less hours. And, and coffee's a great invention. I love it. Uh, but 
there are some unintended consequences. There's another invention I just want to share with you, and that's the ever-present, never-be-without pocket computer. It's no longer just our means of connecting by phone. It is our means of filling every margin space we have with productivity of some sort. We no longer have a resting moment. We immediately pull this out. I mean, you've seen it at every waiting space, and you've even seen it at the same table when somebody go out to eat. It's like, what are you, texting each other? No, no, they're not. It's just a strange thing that these inventions have been changing our lives with unintended consequences. So here are some unintended consequences. Our relationships are suffering now horribly, statistically, and in reality, our relationships are suffering. We as a culture are far more anxious. I won't even get into the details about how much we medicate that anxiety. Uh, we are far more anxious. And as a culture, we have it all and we are less happy. Way less happy. And we are less thoughtful. And in every sense of the word, less thoughtful. And as I say this, I want to add the fact that according to a number of studies, our attention span is dropping every passing year. Our attention span, our ability to concentrate on any one thing, is dropping every single year. According to one study now, the average busy person's attention span is dropped below the attention span of a goldfish, which is eight seconds. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I do know it's true. As a public speaker, I know it's true. <laughs> the attention spans are just dropping, 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 dropping. And as, as somebody who used to write a lot and correspond a lot, what we can take in how long the correspondence is is dropping, 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 dropping. And so our attention spans are just, we're so cram-packed with so much all the time. It's like, no, keep it, keep it, keep it short. And that's kind of where we're living. So that is an interesting space with a lot of unattended consequences that we're living with. And so we want to talk about not the problem so much as what is the solution. And point number two we need the Sabbath rhythm. Now, before you go, whoa, 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 let's talk about this. We need the Sabbath rhythm. Exodus 20, verse 8 through 10, reads this way. Remember the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. But wait, 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 I thought we were in the new covenant. And that's most of our reaction. That's an old covenant law. That's an old covenant system to keep the Sabbath. It's one of the Ten Commandments. We're now in the new covenant. Well, that's true. But let's just talk about something important here. What is Sabbath? The word Sabbath simply means in Hebrew, the Shabbat, if I'm saying it right, means stop. If we don't stop and take a restful pause and create stop intentionally in our rhythms, we're in trouble. We have problems in our families and in our own souls and in our relationship with God. And so... Is it 
just old covenant? I say, hmm, if that's true, isn't it interesting that we read in Genesis 2 this? On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. For on it he rested from all his work of creation. The Sabbath was honored and declared as holy in Genesis, before the Old Covenant, before the nation of Israel, before the Ten Commandments, before the, the Mosaic Law, before the nation of Israel, the Old Covenant was ever even established, it was already declared holy uh, before that. And it was to be set apart for God. Set apart for God. So, on the screen is just a quote, thought provoker to get you thinking. Do you have a day that is different from every other day of the week as it relates to God. And before I say anything else, Jesus did. Jesus did. Well, you say, well, that's because he had to fulfill the old covenant. I think there's more going on here than that. In Luke 4, 16, we read, he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. As usual, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So I highlighted the word as usual because that was his customary practice. That was an established spiritual practice and rhythm of his life. It was not a negotiated thing. Every Sabbath for him was a day as usual to go to Sabbath worship. And for him, it would be synagogue. For us, it would be church. It was just as usual. That was his normal practice. And by the way, just a plug here. And he stood up to read. So he serves. He doesn't just come. It was a usual practice to go and figure out how to serve. And he serves. Okay? Now, keep that in mind. There was something else that was as usual, though. Jesus didn't obey the Sabbath rules the way the religious elite of his day did. As usual, he created more controversy on Sabbath uh, more frequently than not because he was such a revolutionary Sabbath keeper as opposed to a ritualistic, legalistic Sabbath keeper. In fact, here's what he said on one of those controversial days in breaking the Sabbath. He said this in Mark 2, 27. Then he told them the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath is a practice that God has given to us as a gift. It's made for us. It's a gift to stop and reflect and rest, and worship, and enjoy your treasured relationships, and worship together, and enjoy God together, and enjoy life together, resting instead of filling 
every moment with busyness. So why is it that although we all here love God and we want to follow God well and we want to even rest, why is it that we've never really learned to be able to sit with God restfully without filling it with our to-dos and checklists did my daily quiet time, did my worship, now I'm going to go to my whatever it is that we go to. Now, Sabbath was Jesus' weekly routine, and I want to just point you to the fact that it was the apostles' weekly routine also. But just as Jesus didn't follow the Sabbath routine the way his uh, day's religious elite Leaders recommended, neither did the apostles, so much so that they actually shifted days. Check it out. In Acts 20, verse 7, on the first day of the week, we assembled to break bread. What's going on there? And then we read in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, I'm not going to put that on the screen, I'm not going to read it. He just, Paul simply asked the church, on the first day of the week, you take up a collection. What's going on there? Because if you know your Jewish history and the work week and the rhythm of the day, Sabbath was the last day of the week after the work week of God creating the entire world. Then he rests. And of course, if you jump into the book of Hebrews, which is New Testament, that rest becomes a picture of God's eternal rest. It becomes a picture of heaven where we eventually finally get there and we rest in the presence of God. Heaven is the fulfillment of the Sabbath pattern, okay? But be, beyond simply that, we have something else going on here. The Apostle John referred to the first day of the week as the Lord's Day, whereas every Jew previous to Jesus referred to the Sabbath as the Lord's Day. The Sabbath is a day for the Lord. The Sabbath is a day we all gather together to honor the Creator. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Something happened that eclipsed even creation itself. And that's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a dead world can be raised to life. And out of the resurrection, that's a greater miracle than the creation itself. From the messed up sinful world, Jesus' resurrection now centers worship around God's recreation activity so that we can enjoy rest with God because of his recreation activity through Jesus Christ. And so, not legalistically did everything shift over, and not universally did everything shift over uh, to Sunday, but that effect took place over time. Naturally, as the rhythm began to be centered around Jesus, and I'm going to share with you precisely why in a moment. And yet, in our culture... A sermon like this, with the busy people like you are, and I am, we're like kids who are asked to take a nap. No! 
I don't want to rest. We pitch a fit. Or kids that are asked to go to bed. No, we don't want to do what's best for us. Because we are so busy with life and playing and living and rest. No, and we pitch a fit. A Sabbath rest is more than a day off. A Sabbath rest is more than stringing some days together to rest. It's more than a vacation. A Sabbath rest is more than what we usually do with our day off. I mean, we still tend to, like kids, fill it with what we want to fill it with. We tend to fill our days off with uh, more screens and screen time. Uh, more scrolling and posting and watching and whatever else floats our boat. And so the question is, has it been a day set aside for the Lord that we could call the Lord's day? Or has your rest, your rhythm of rest, been set aside so that it can be called the Lord's rest or for for the Lord, holy, set apart. Holy, by the way, set apart, completely different than all other days. Completely set apart for a different purpose is the whole concept of this stop. Just stop and set something apart for a difference, not just your day off to fill it with all the stuff you love and living for that. So along that line, I have a quote for us to consider. Too many people today worship their work, work at their play, and play at their worship. If you don't mind, I want you to read that with me. Would you read that with me? Too many people today worship their work, work at their play, and play at their worship. I don't usually stop and pause this long. But we're talking about stop, pause, think, reflect. We just aren't used to doing it anymore. And now for the all-important third point that I did not give you as an outline and... In the process of my days off, in my sitting with the Lord, I had to just get back over here and rearrange some things, take out a story, and give you what I'm about to give you. Are you ready to write it down? Real rest is found. Now, don't write this down yet. I'm going to give several statements before I build to the actual point. Real rest is not found in a day. Real rest is not found in a week. Real rest is not found in a vacation. Real rest is not found in a string of days that you're able to piece together so you can finally cut loose. Now here's the point. Real rest is found in a person. Real rest is found in a person. 
Colossians 2, 16 through 17 reads this way. Therefore, don't let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Now, why might somebody judge somebody back then about a Sabbath day? Hmm. We were just talking about how there was a shift from Saturday to Sunday, and a shift took place culturally because of Jesus' resurrection. Oh, what a controversy that is then, and what a controversy that is today. And it's a controversy today, even whether we should be even thinking about creating a Sabbath rhythm. Aren't we in the New Covenant? We don't keep the Sabbath rhythm. That's Jewish. We've been set free from the law, etc., etc. But here we read in the New Covenant this statement. Don't let them judge you about this, but watch the follow-up statement, verse 17. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. Sabbath rest is a shadow that helps us to maintain a spiritual rhythm of rest, which is very helpful all by itself, But the substance of that shadow is the person of Jesus Christ who shouted from the cross, it is finished. The work of salvation was accomplished by Jesus. The only rest that is possible before God is found in him. We cannot work our way into heaven. We cannot work our way into God's pleasure into God's acceptance, Jesus had to do it for us because we are sinners. We sin because we're sinners. And Jesus set us free from our own identity to find our identity in Him. And we need to constantly come back to this restful sitting with Jesus to center ourselves again in a person, in an identity, set free from this busyness, 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 striving, thinking that it's tied into our identity. Oh, no, no, our identity is in Christ. And we've been set free to give him glory. I find it fascinating that we no longer hire people for their skills and for their character. We hire them for their time. Just put in the time. We have minimum wage for the time and minimum expectations for the time. And then you take a craftsman and force him to try to produce more and more and more. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And it's shoddy work if he's just going by time. But when we're working hardly as unto the Lord, offering our excellence and our best, it's not about time. It's about character. It's about excellence. It's about Worship. And that too comes out of a rhythm of rest and work and rest and work, all honoring our God. And so we come to the conclusion of this series, and I decided to wrap it up the way we began it. We began it with a statement of Jesus that just is. Well, it's a remarkable statement, but now that we've seen his whole life 
and his conclusion, which is in the finished work and the resurrection, which is offered to us to put our lives back together in this renewed life in order, now his statement even makes more sense. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, and I've chosen the message translation again to kind of bring it home. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Doesn't that just kind of feel like, oh. Boy, if we don't learn how to sit with Jesus and let that burden go and trust him, when everything feels like it's all coming apart, when the barriers are, barriers are all in front of you, the stress load seems huge. Is your first idea is to quickly do, 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 fix, 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 work, 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 or is your first thing you do is to go to Jesus? really boils down to what you believe about life, about who's in control, about prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we uh, really appreciate the things that you've been teaching us in this series because there are rhythms in our lives that are um, out of syncopation, that are offbeat that follow a pattern of the wrong drummer. We hear the echo of Paul's words to do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. And yet we've been listening today and recognize as we look into your word that not only is your word something that we interpret, but your word is something that interprets us. It's a mirror. It's sharp. It's a sword. It lays us bare. The way we think, the way we establish a lifestyle, the patterns that we have. Lord God, we repent. We have a change of mind. We turn away from our go, 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 work, 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 do, 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 thoughtless rhythm that excludes you to turn our faces to you. Help us to be people who learn to rest on a daily basis, learn to set aside blocks of time to sit with you, learn to establish that routine that you come first. 
And Lord, if there are people in this room who are all wound up, wadded up, stressed out, bound up with problems and issues because they've been doing life their own way, I pray that this is the day they come to the answer, the person of Jesus, Lord Jesus. Help me. You're my Savior. I give my life and the reins of my life to you. I want to follow you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.